bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming on to this program, China's consumer inflation registers negative growth in July, first time in more than two years. China pips Japan as top auto exporter in the first half. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's consumer prices fell for the first time in more than two years in July, while the country's factory gate price index declined at a slower rate, official data showed Wednesday. China's consumer price index, or CPI, edged down 0.3% from a year earlier in July after remaining flat in June, the National Bureau of Statistics said. Deemed as the possible lowest point over the year, analysts said the index may change course and start to climb in the coming months. The price of vegetables and pork, the two major categories that influence food prices, both fell in July, driving food prices down 1.7% on a yearly basis. The price of pork tumbled by 26% year-on-year, the decline of which expanded by 18.8 percentage points compared with that of June, while prices of fresh vegetables dipped 1.5% compared with a 10.8% surge registered in June, MBS data showed. And core CPI deducting food and energy prices rose 0.8% year-on-year, with a pace of increase widening by 0.4 percentage points compared with that in June. Among the non-food items, prices across the tourism sector, which is currently running brisk because of summer holidays, rose 13.1% on a yearly basis in July, accelerating 6.7 percentage points compared with June's growth rates. The country's CPI decline on a yearly basis was mainly due to a high base in the corresponding period of 2022, MBS statistician Dong Lijuan said in a statement. In fact, on a monthly basis, China's CPI climbed 0.2% in July, compared with June's 0.2% decline, ending a five-month fall, according to the data. In the next stage, with China's economic recovery picking up momentum and the market demand steadily expanding, coupled with the gradually raising of last year's high base effect, the index will rise, don't note it. Meanwhile, China's factory gate prices, or PPI, dropped 4.4% from a month ago in July, narrowing from June's 5.4% decline. And on a monthly basis, China's PPI inched down 0.2% in July, compared with a 0.8% fall in the month prior. The narrow decline of PPI is mainly due to sufficient domestic supply, demand improvement in some industrial lines, and shoring up of bulk commodity prices such as oil and coal, the Statistics Bureau said. Moving on to some regional highlights. After more than a week of events, the 31st Summer Universiate in Chengdu came to a close on Tuesday, as the first city in western China to host a world-class multi-sport event, Chengdu has used this opportunity to integrate sport with urban development, business growth and public benefits. Over the past three years, Chengdu has signed contracts for over a hundred major sport industry projects, totaling more than 87 billion yuan. The city's total sports consumption scale reached 57.86 billion yuan by 2022, with an average of 2,721 yuan per capita. 
the Jingnu district responsible for preparing four venues for the Chengdu University has seen these venues host various music performances and sport events throughout the year. These events have generated over 140 million yuan in income. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. The Guangzhou-Shenzhen-Hong Kong Express Rail Link will launch a new scheme for cross-border travelers to reschedule their trips flexibly, China Railway Guangzhou Group said on Tuesday. Starting next Monday, passengers can still go through the flexible travel change procedures for three times on the date of boarding on the ticket after changing the ticket once or after the time limit for ticket changing has expired without having to pay any fee. The scheme only applies to tickets between Futian Station in Shenzhen and West Kowloon Station in Hong Kong. Guangdong received a total of 328 million tourists in the first half of the year, up 41% year-on-year, and raked in 379 billion yuan in revenue, almost doubling the figure of the same period last year, according to the province's Culture and Tourism Department on Tuesday. The authorities also announced that the China International Tourism Industry Expo will be held from September 15 to 17 in Guangzhou, with its online version opening on September 11 until the end of the month. Next on Industry and Company News, China toppled Japan to be the world's biggest automobile exporter in the first half, the first time it has done so on a semi-annual basis with over 2.3 million vehicles exported during the period, a leap of 76.9% from a year ago, according to the latest data from the General Administration of Customs of China. While Japan exported 2 million units, a gain of 17%, according to statistics from the Japan Automobile Manufacturers Association. In particular, first-half net export in China surged 2.6 times compared to the same period in 2022, representing 25% of total car export. In July alone, China exported 88,000 new energy passenger vehicles, marking a 80% year-on-year increase and accounting for 27% of total passenger car export, data from the China Passenger Car Association showed on Tuesday. Meanwhile, retail sales of NEFs in the domestic market jumped 31.9% year-on-year in July. A total of 641,000 NEFs were sold in China last month, representing a month-on-month decline of 3.6%, according to the CPCA. However, China's NEF market continued to see substantial expansion as the total retail sales of NEFs rose 36.3% year-on-year to 3.73 million units since the beginning of the year. In July, overall retail sales of passenger cars reached 1.78 million units, marking the second highest level in history. Xinji Meizu Group, the mobile phone firm acquired by an affiliate of Geely Holding Group a year ago, has become the second smartphone company after Vivo to terminate its self-developed chip business because of the global economic uncertainty less than six months after announcing its entry into the field. Xinji Meizu will instead focus more on product innovation and software user experience, the company confirmed yesterday, adding that the adjustment will lead to some personnel changes and downsizing. 
several individuals from Wanda Group, including senior vice president Liu Haibo, were reportedly taken into custody by public security authorities due to alleged corruption-related issues, media reported Tuesday. According to the report, Liu's detention is linked to internal anti-corruption effort within Wanda Group. Country Garden yesterday admitted that its usable cash has declined, showing periodic liquidity stress after failing to pay two US dollar bond coupons worth 22.5 million US dollars due on August 6. The developer owed $10.5 million of interest on a dollar bond that matures in 2026 and $12 million on a note due 2030. But both bonds have a 30-day grace period before a missed coupon payment can constitute a default. Shares of the ex-state giant plummeted 14.4% in Hong Kong yesterday, making it the worst-performing blue-chip stock, while Country Garden Services fell nearly 9.7%. Earnings reports express China's net startup Li Auto swung to a net profit of 2.3 billion yuan for the first half of 2023 from a 618 billion yuan net loss in the same period last year. In the first six months, the carmaker's deliveries surged by 130% year-on-year to 139,117 vehicles propelling its total revenues to 47.44 billion yuan, marking a significant 159% increase. The company also noted that it has delivered a cumulative 396,451 vehicles as of June 30. Vehicle sales revenue rose by 160% to 46.3 billion yuan in the first half, compared to last year, mainly due to higher vehicle deliveries. Revenue from other sales and services also rose by 127% to 1.14 billion yuan for the same period, driven by increased sales of accessories and services aligned with higher accumulated vehicle sales. China Telecom saw its interim net profit rise by 10.2% to 20.2 billion yuan from a year ago, and operating revenue grew 7.6% to 260.7 billion yuan. Of this, service revenue amounted to 236 billion yuan, an increase of 6.6% year-on-year, remaining above the industry's growth rate, the company said. Specifically, mobile communications service revenue advanced 2.7% to 101.6 billion yuan during the period, and the penetration rate of 5G package subscribers reached 73.4% during the period, while the average revenue per user among mobile subscribers inched up 0.4% to 46.2 yuan. And income from industrial digitalization services rose 16.7% to 68.8 billion yuan, while sales from its cloud units surged 63.4% to 45.9 billion yuan in the first half from a year ago. SunGrow Power Supplies shares rose after China's maker of photovoltaic inverters said first half profits may have surpassed last year's total due to a jump in sales of its main product. Net profit is expected to have soared by 344% to 400% from a year earlier to between 4 billion and 4.5 billion yuan in the first six months, the company said late Monday. First half revenue likely climbed 112% to 144% to between 26 and 30 billion yuan, it said. 
Switching gears to financial news, the Finance Ministry and Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs on Tuesday allocated 732 million yuan to nine Chinese provincial-level regions for urgent agricultural flood control and disaster relief work. Beijing, Tianjin, Hebei, Shanxi, Inner Mongolia, Jilin, Heilongjiang in North China, the coastal provinces of Zhejiang and Fujian in the country's east, as well as Beida Huang Group, one of China's major agricultural and agribusiness group, will receive the funding. And wrapping up with a quick look at stock markets, Chinese stocks ended slightly lower on Wednesday with benchmark Shanghai Composite and the Shenzhen component each shed around 0.5%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index inched up 0.3% while the tech index closed flat. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.